Go outside your comfort zone. You gotta be willing to do things that you would never even think of in order to know what kind of person you truly are, to know what skills you have, to know what you're not good at. Because honestly, a great person knows what they're good and bad at. They know how to use the skills they have. And if you know you're bad at something and you tried it, kudos for you for being willing to go outside your comfort zone. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Next Podcast. I am your host, Cole Nixon. I'm a senior at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, Ohio, majoring in business marketing with a minor in data analytics. I also play football for the Battling Bishops with a love for sports and entrepreneurship. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to be able to share the knowledge and advice of sports figures and entrepreneurs with all of you. Just about every week, I try to bring on a guest who is viewed as a leader and motivator in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, business, and just life in general. A new episode is released every single Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss Motivation Monday at the end of each episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1. If you want to contact the Roughnecks Podcast about potential sponsorship or collaboration, then message us on social media or email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Shout out to Dante Fair for the podcast music introduction and PNH Studio for the logo. Now let's get into this week's show. What's up, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 30, and before I get into my conversation with my guest today, I want to share a couple updates Shirts are delivered. Thank you again to those of you who made a purchase in the first launch. Um, I just got my first order of some of the things, and I'm excited for that because uh, they'll be up for sale in the next sale. Super pumped, super excited to share that. Um, there's a sneak peek on the Instagram, which if you aren't following on Instagram, go follow at Roughnecks Podcast. But the sale will be available in the middle of May. I just confirmed the date yesterday. The summer launch is set for May 16th. It will be pre-order again, so you have to order and then um, pay, and then I'll get you your, uh, I'll place the order for the shirts and stuff. The sale will be May 16th, Saturday or Sunday, May 16th through Saturday, May 22nd. Stay tuned for that announcement for sure. Unfortunately, hats will not be up for sale on this launch. I ran a Twitter poll and you guys wanted them, but I'm not going to be able to get it done. Um, I will be working to get those available in the fall launch. I also ran another poll asking if you guys think I should uh, get rid of my solo episodes and replacing them with special guests or bonus episodes, I guess you want to call them. You guys said yes. Can't say I disagree. So we will be still be having the monthly topics, but that first episode of each month will not be directly related to that topic. It will, but it won't. It will be more of a loose and more of a learning episode for you guys. So starting next month, um, the first episode of May will feature a huge guest. The only hint I can give on that, that I'm willing to give on that, is Yee Yee. If you know me, then you know I'm super excited for this episode. Just by those two little words, Yee Yee. Um, May 3rd will be a great episode to tune into, as well as the ones throughout this month, especially today's episode, because I have... The Lone Snapper for the Ohio Wesleyan Battling Bishops. 
here with me today. Welcome to the Roughnecks Podcast, Ben Warden. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, you uh, you asked me about, this is an in-person episode, which I haven't done an in-person episode since, I think, Max. I think Max was the last time I've done a, a, an in-person episode, which was episode seven. So it's been a while. Don't worry, we're taking all COVID precautions, <laughs> uh, and, and we get tested all the time anyway. But... Um, I mean, it's crazy the world that we live in that you can't do these episodes anymore yeah. as much. Like, but it is cool to have like the technology to be able to do this. Because uh, I, I mean, I did an episode with a kid in Cali. Oh, so, really? Like, it's yeah. It, I mean, it, it, luckily it allows us to do it, but it's still uh, still weird. Um, you wanted to come on. You asked me to come on, and of usually I ask people every time somebody says that. I'm like, what do you have to offer? And you actually do have something to offer, but before we get into today's topic, tell me, tell the listeners who Ben Warden is. Alright, so Ben Warden is a sophomore at Ohio Wesleyan University, long snapper, uh, play a little bit of center on the side, but I prefer to snap balls 15 yards, not five. Uh, from Marysville, Ohio, just right down the road, go Monarchs, and... Not technically a townie, but you're close. I'm close. It's different, it's different area edge. code. Yes. The area code's what saves me on that one. Yes. But yeah, um, majoring in psychology and health and human kinetics, and huge sports fan. Huge sports guy. You uh, you do some stuff with Moyer, don't you? Yeah. So him and I, I actually convinced him. So starting last Wednesday was our first time. I think we're gonna go back on live again this Sunday. Uh, he's always been, you know, you've had more on the show before. He talked about how much he loves the Cleveland Browns. Well, him and I are huge Cleveland Indians fans, and I convinced him that we can start going on live on Instagram every week and just talk about the Indians and what they're doing and just stuff around the MLB. Because I, I played football, but my biggest love growing up was baseball. That's a lot of guys. I mean, even like Fankhauser, that he was the same way. Like, he yeah. wanted to go play baseball originally. So yeah. A lot of people are uh, baseball guys as well. Um, so why, I ask a lot of people this, why Owu? Wyoming. Okay, so I originally had no inclination of coming to Ohio Wesleyan. I didn't have any inclination of playing football either. I was solely, I was sold on going to Ohio State or Miami, and I was actually this close to putting my down payment in Miami. And then one day, um, my head football coach Brent Johnson at Marysville, he pulls me aside while I'm walking in the hallway. He's like, "Hey, I know you said you didn't really want to play football in college, but..." just head coach here from a small school in Delaware, and I knew immediately as Ohio Wesleyan, yeah. and he was like, I want you to sit in there. A lot of the time, these people don't send their head coach, they don't send the head coaches, they send a graduate assistant or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want you to talk to him, I feel like it'd be a great fit. So I went in there, I talked to Coach Watts, and I took a tour here, I had an overnight, and I know it's pretty impressive to say I was convinced to come here with my overnight, even though my one of my hosts for my overnight was Brock. Oh, man, yeah. I feel bad for you. No. If you're an Ohio Wesleyan person. If that's, if that's not the true epitome of commitment, I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, man. Yes. But I now, mean, if you're an Ohio Wesleyan person listening to this, then you know probably how miserable it would be to have Brock as your host. Brock, if you were listening, I'm sorry, but that would just be awful. I just love it here. I love the small school vibe. I mean, the, one of the big drawbacks of going so close to my house is my mom's breathing down my neck every other day. <laughs> I love my mom to death. I love you, Polly. But other than that, I love... It was an honor to be able to play the game of football for four more years, especially at such a nice academic school. And the school has a lot to offer, mm-hmm. not just with athletics, but also academics, a lot of internship opportunities. Anything that like I want to do with my future, I know I can get here at Ohio Wesleyan. Exactly. Um, how far away like is home for you? I can get home. I can take 36, 
I can get home in 20 minutes. Wow. Right. It's more I like a 30-minute drive, but I can get there in 20 minutes if I really want see, to. See, I'm like 45 minutes away, and for me, that's almost like perfect, because like, it's far enough away from mm-hmm. home, but I can be... like That's almost one of the things that drew me here, too, is it's far enough, but I'm also close enough. Yeah. So if I need to go home, especially because I have eight nieces and nephews, like their oh, birthday wow. parties all the time and stuff, so like, yeah. I can make all of those birthday parties mm-hmm. and stuff. But So, would you recommend the D3 World to other athletes? Because... I think D3 gets overlooked sometimes. D3 gets overlooked a lot, but honestly, there is no shame in playing Division Three athletics. Because I will say this, the best athletes I've played against were in high school, they were in Division Three. I see Division Three athletics as the guys, in high, the guys and girls um, who play collegiate sports, they were very talented in the high school level. They just unfortunately weren't blessed with the physical attributes that you need to be a Division Two or Division One athlete. Mm-hmm. They were an inch too short, their 40 time was half a second too slow. Um... I truly believe that Division Three athletes, while obviously we're not as physically gifted as our Division Two, Division One level, the love of the game is the most at the Division Three level, because you have to pay to go here. We don't get any athletic money whatsoever. It is solely for the love of the game. Oh, and we are paying. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, we're paying. Yeah, we are paying. <laughs> um, that actually leads me right into what like our topic of this month of commitment and. You know, I want to dive into that from a sports standpoint. Right. And I know my listeners are probably like, oh my God, another sports thing. I right. talk sports a lot. If you haven't picked up on this, like, right. I, I, yes. And it, because in my opinion, sports translates to life better than anything else I've ever experienced. And like sports will teach you crazy things and like these lessons that will stick with you forever. And like I talked about it last episode, I came in with 60 guys. Mm-hmm. Our freshman class had over 60 guys. Fast forward now, officially retired. Um, uh, there's 14 of us. Yeah. One of them was a transfer, so he wasn't even part of original 60, and not all of them are graduating this year because some of them are using their fifth year and coming back. Right. Which, well, I guess you want to call it a fifth year or whatever. Yeah. Not me, though. I'm officially a NARP, <laughs> which is a non-athletic retired person, or <laughs> non-athletic regular person. Sorry, I always say retired. But um, you did it probably like the rest of us. At one point, like, you said, I'm committing to Ohio Wesleyan. Yes. But how many people actually commit in that's, the real thing? That's the difference. That's when I see these people on Twitter talk about how, oh, I'm blessed to say I've committed to this school. Are you committing or are you taking a role on the team? Yep. There's a difference between committing and agreeing to be have a spot on the team. 100%. You can say All these people can say, oh, I committed to Baldwin-Wallace or Heidelberg, all these Division three schools. And congratulations, it's awesome you're going to a Division three school to play collegiate athletes. However, are you committing or are you just going there to play the sport? Exactly. Because, like, I mean, I look at it. We had 40 people right. that didn't truly commit. They quit. Right. Or, like, some of them, yes, have valid reasons, maybe oh, family issues. There is times where things do come up, and that's not what I'm saying. But you, if you, like, I think people are of your word. That's how I value you. If you are of your word. How many people say, oh, I committed? No, you didn't. No. Because you're not here. You're not doing it. Yeah. And that's what people, I think, D3 gets overlooked, too. Like, yeah, it's D3 football or D3 basketball, whatever it is, but how many people can say they went and played four years of college sport? Right. I don't care what division it is. How many people can go say, I played the, like I played four years of a college sport? Right. And that's too, it looks great on a resume. It does look great on a res- resume, but it's also more, honestly, it does look great on a resume, but I also see it as sort of a pride thing. Like, being a, you're in high school, and odds are if you go to play Division three athletics, you were a starter for most of your time in high school. Yep. And 
you come to college and you're thinking, oh, it's Division three. I'm going to be starting. You come here and there are some really freaking good athletes at this school. Oh, yeah. Some very freak athletes. Like, I truly believe, like, Cordarius Melton, Cody Strite, Zane Reese, these are some of the most most talented and athletic football players I've ever seen. And these guys, you come here and you're like, wow, like, it's humbling. Yes. But there are some guys who, I'm taking from a football standpoint, there are some guys who are like, well, it's a mistake that I'm starting me as a freshman. Like, I'm too good for this. I could be somewhere else. It is very difficult for a man, because once you come to college, you're a man. It's very difficult for a man for the first time to take that kind of adversity and be like, you know what? I can get through this. Like, it's okay. I'm not starting right away. It's very hard for somebody to be on the low end of the totem pole and be willing to take to do what it takes to get to the top. Yes. And, like, because I think every, I mean, most of us as a freshman, we come in like, oh, we're because we're hot shit in high school. Yeah. So we're going to come in like, oh, I can, I can earn that spot. I yeah. can start. My freshman year, I was like, you know, that first two two days of camp, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to start. Like, no, like, it wasn't that like I didn't have faith in myself or anything. I just knew I wasn't there yet. Like, I knew I had to do a lot of work <laughs> to get right. in front of the older Ruble and in front of uh, Brad Brodak. Like, and mm-hmm. that's the thing too is I had those two were the starters, and then I had people like Mario Heidel. Uh, well, Heidel wasn't here yet, but Mario Ruble. Mm-hmm. Like, I had all these people in front of me, and I was like. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that's easy, and that's what it shows. Like, there's a lot of talent at this D3 level that people don't realize. Like, right. I, we played against the receiver two years ago from Wittenberg who played at Kentucky. Yeah. Like, they, there's people that, yeah, they, things happen and they end up in the D3 world, but there is a lot of good athletes in D3 football. Exactly, and last thing I have to say about this is you and I can both say, like, you look at me, I'm 5'8", I'm 220 pounds. I don't really – I can't go up to somebody – and just beat them because I'm more athletically talented. Because thanks to my five-foot mother, I never got the height. <laughs> but you and I both know, like, we weren't, we're not the most athletically, like, physically gifted people there are in the world. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you and I can hang our hat on the fact that, well, if I can't beat you um, by just going out there from the get-go, by God, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but someday I'm going to beat you just because I want it more than you. That's commitment. Yes, that's com- it's, it's you're committed to working. Yes. That's the thing. You're not just relying on your God-given ability. Right. You are committed to working. Like exactly. It, it's, it's something that I think it's almost like it's the whole thing, hard, or, uh, yeah, hard work beats talent or whatever, when talent doesn't work hard. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that whole saying, like, you got to work your ass off. Like, you and I, like, are those type of people. We have to work our ass off because mm-hmm. we're not the most athletically no. gifted. Like, and that's, it is. It's a pride thing. It makes you feel better about what you do. Yeah, exactly. But let's, uh, I want to dive in a little bit and talk about, you know, if you're a high school athlete and you're thinking about going and playing at the next level, what kind of commitment you're really making? Because it's not just football. No. There's a lot. And here's one of the biggest mistakes that people, that, uh, high school seniors make when they're committing to go somewhere for college. They're so worried about the name or how talented they're going to be on the field. They don't give a rat's ass about the academic portion. And football, for 99% of Vision 3 athletes, is four more years. When you go to college, you're making a decision that's going to affect the next 40 years of your life. Yep. And you got to worry about tuition, room and board. You, people laugh when I say this. You gotta worry about the food on campus. You really do. You really do. <laughs> you don't be, realize. I didn't realize that till after I was here. No. But it, you don't realize like that twenty four seven dining hall. Yeah. How glorious it's a lifesaver. That is. Yes. Oh yeah. It's just this. It's the little things, man. Everything 
in life boils down to the little things. And sure, you can worry about, oh, what are my odds of getting a ring at this school? Or, oh, when am I going to start soonest? But unless you're a freak athlete who's just decided to go D3 or you have a late blossoming, you're making, you're just, you're going out of school. You're going somewhere to be a student. You're just playing football on the side. Yeah. Like, you're not going there to be an athlete who's taking classes on the side. And I just think too many people nowadays are worried about their themselves and, and athletic playing time. They're more focusing on the latter half of scholar-athlete, of that saying, rather than the first half of it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I went no shade to Wittenberg, even though they are a rival. Yeah. When I went on my recruiting visit there, literally all I was told, told, like, told was, oh, here's our rings, we get a ring every year. Yeah. Or, you know, we're getting a new locker room, we're getting this indoor facility, we're getting all this, and then, like, Oh, you're thinking about Ohio Wesleyan? Well, we beat them every year, and I'm not once was they talking about academics, no, or anything outside right. of football. But like when I came here, like it was there was other schools that did this, but when I came here, you know, it's all about oh, we have the entrepreneurship center, we have the career connections, we Correct. have this, like, and the alumni are great. Like and it was like all right, it's more than just football here. Yeah, which especially if you're playing at D three football, you're doing it for the love of the game. Exactly, and you're not doing it because. I'm going to the NFL. Right. I've played with maybe two people that have even a chance of making a practice squad. Yeah. And they haven't. But, mm-hmm. like, that's the thing. It's like, you're playing it. it you're, it's a true commitment when you come to D3. Because, I mean, let's just walk through our schedule and usually, like, at a yeah. camp. Like, we got, you wake up, you got lifting, mm-hmm. you got meetings, you got food, practice, more meeting. Like, you are from, like, 8 in the morning to 10 at night. Oh, yeah. It's a 12 football. to 14-hour work day. Yes. That's what it is a true commitment, and then people are like, "Oh, like when do you have time to like play?" Like I love when people are like, "Oh, yeah, I took a nap." When did you have time to take a nap? Exactly. Being a football player, you have no time. Right. It's crazy. And I love taking naps more than anybody else. (laughs) And I get, I turn into a real grouch sometimes when I can't get my sleep. But if you're sleeping, you're wasting your precious uh, time when you're awake. You only get to be awake so many hours of your life. You could sleep when you're dead. Exactly. And of course, once in a while, it's good to take a nap for health and wellness. But if you're taking a nap every every single day, and I, there have been times where I used to be guilty of this. I used to take a nap every single day. I take a nap, and I'm one of those guys where if I take a nap, I can't take a 30 minute power nap. I need to nap for at least an hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> and feel good. But man, I'm wasting so much time. If you take a two hour nap every day for a week. There goes 14 hours that you yeah. could have been getting better at something. And in then your you got to add in what the eight that you're sleeping at night. If exactly. You're sleeping eight. So yeah, then, I, I'm not getting hours. Yeah, of sleep I, at night. I don't usually either. No, but, but still, yeah. like you got to think. Even, let's say you are getting those eight hours of sleep plus yeah. the two hours. There's what 70 hours of your week. Yeah, that's over a full work week. Exactly. Like that you were sleeping. Yes, you. The people don't realize too. You sleep most of your life away. You spend yeah. You spend a third of your life asleep, which is freaking crazy. Yeah, it's, because. Because you essentially you're sleeping to eventually sleep forever. Exactly. And it, it's uh, it, that's where you look at the most successful people, like you know freaking uh, Kobe, who's at the gym at four was at the gym at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. And you know didn't leave until the end of, like that night and stuff. Like those people are truly committed, though. Yeah, and it reminds me of a story. Not I, I don't know if it's true or not. Connor Volpe always tells me this. It's kind of a joke, but it makes me think of this. So, you know the rapper Fifty Cent. Yes. So he made a movie, and when he wasn't working on the movie, he was working on the album. Yes. And one of these days, the producer was like, 50, when do you sleep? And 50 Cent looked the guy dead in the eyes, he's like, sleep? 
sleep is for those who are broke. Yep. I don't sleep. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I know it's kind of a faux pas, but you, those who sleep are missing out on so many opportunities to get better at some, better at some facet in their lives. It can be spiritually, it can be physically, it can be mentally, but at the end of the day, when you make a commitment to something, you're also going to have to make a commitment to making those sacrifices. Like when you're a collegiate athlete, you're not going to be able to take a nap anymore. I'm yep. sorry to break it to you. With commitment comes sacrifice. Exactly. I have that in my notes here, and that is one thing that I had because, like, that's what people, you know, you're, if you commit to something, it doesn't matter what it is. No. You're sacrificing something else. Exactly. And hopefully it's for the better. Because, like, yeah, you're sacrificing some sleep. You're sacrificing, you know, social life. You're right. sacrificing a lot, but... That sacrifice will be worth it down the road mm-hmm. is what the big thing is. is that's what it, – it'll be worth it. Exactly. So so if I asked you what it means to truly commit to play football – we'll just put it in the football sense. What what would that be? What it means to truly commit to playing football yes. or at the division at the division three level or just in general? Just – we'll go like for you coming yeah. here, what did it truly mean to commit? To commit here – that means you have to put you have to put aside your pride and first of all accept the fact that there is a 99% chance you're not going to be a star when you first get here. And you have to commit to the fact that in high school a lot of us and I a lot of us got by by just going to the workouts, like schedule workouts and just going to the practices. When you commit to something, you are willing to make a voluntary sacrifice of your free time in order to get something better. And like when you commit to a Division three football team, swim team, basketball team, you are selling yourself out on the on the promise that you're not only gonna make yourself better while here, but you're here to you're part of a team now. And that's the beauty of like Division three athletic or even any collegiate sport. When you're in high school, you were with these guys from elementary school. You're with them for twelve mm-hmm. years. Sometimes even younger if you were really young childhood friends. But you come here and you got a hundred guys. Okay, you got the sixty upperclassmen who've known each other for at least a year. But then you got the 40 new guys that come in and nobody knows a soul. You don't know each other. And you're commi- and that's when you find out who committed here and who just agreed to be on the team. Yep. And when you commit, you're not you're going to commit to the fact that I'm not only here to make myself better, I'm here to make my teammates better, whether that means I'm a starter, I'm last on the depth chart, or anywhere in between. What's it mean to commit to yourself when in you a com- life sense? When you commit to yourself in a life sense, you're willing to do things. You're, you're putting yourself first, but at the same time... There's two things. First of all, you gotta be willing to go outside your comfort zone. You can't stay in your safe space your entire life because you gotta make yourself uncomfortable. You gotta be willing to push yourself in ways, do things that you've never been wanting to do before. And it's scary. Life if you truly take life seriously, there will be times where you are scared shitless. Yes. And that's not because you're fearing for your life or anything. Us collegiate young men, we hate tarnishing our pride. We hate knowing we're bad at things. But failure, oh, it has caused me, I can say personally, like, you know, like you said, yeah. I hate being bad at things. I hate failing. I hate yes. messing up. I hate to the point where I've messed up relationships with friends and family and like girls right. because of the fact that, you know, I get pissed when I screw up. Right. And that there you go. Like, why are you getting so angry? It's like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm not, I'm mad at myself and I'm taking it out on you. Right. Like, it's one thing that I have to work on, but it's still one of those things like, we hate being, especially men, we hate being wrong. Oh, oh. We hate messing up. We it, hate being wrong. It's a stereotype. Like, men hate like being told what to do and everything. But in God's honest truth, there is some honesty to that. Yes. And I know we hate to fail. 
failure sucks. But at the same time, failure is life's greatest lesson. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You learn way more. I'll put it back to the sports aspect. You know way more from losing a game than when you do winning a game. Yes. Because when you win a game, you you got that artificial high, like, yeah, we won. Like, sure, we give it this many points or we didn't score enough points or anything like that, but we won the game and we're good enough. When you lose, no, you went out there, you got beat by a team who was better than you that day. They beat you that day, and you have to learn, okay, what can I do to not let that happen next time? Same thing goes back into life. Job interview. You go in there, you give your best, or the worst is when you just think, oh, I got this. You go in there, bomb the job interview, or you do your best at it, but you find out, you get an email three to five business days later, hey, hate to inform you, but we decided to go in a different direction than somebody else who gave us a better interview. And if you really care and you're committed to getting a job like that, you'll email them back and be like, okay, what that sounds good. Different? What did I do wrong? Yes. What can I do different yes. for another job? Like, what are you looking for? Like, or like in the future. Right. Like, and that shows them too that you are truly interested. Exactly. And they might even sit there and go, well, you know, like later down the line, if you do apply again for something, they're like, you know, like he asked yeah. and they see the difference. They're like, all right, he's truly committed to exactly. being better. I wasn't I wasn't here to get a job. I was here to be committed to help making your company better. Yes. And if you found somebody else you believe is better fit for the job right now, good for you. I'm happy for you. What can I do to get better at my job and to prove you that you made a mistake? Yes, 100%. But back to what I was saying about you said what's it mean to be committed to yourself. The first part was being willing to go outside your comfort zone. And the second part is you got to be willing to make decisions that you're not comfortable, like, it's kind of the first thing, kind of not, you got to be willing to do things you don't want to do, flat end of the line. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have, when you're committed to something, you don't live your life in luxury. No. You spend every minute of every day trying to figure out what you can do to be better at it. And honestly, it's it, we joke about it, but like, naps are really nice, or sleeping's really nice. You can get by with a little sleep if you really are motivated. Yes. If you, oh, I can't go out with my friend, I can't go out with my friends I don't need to do my homework tomorrow night. Like, it's just a regular checkup quiz. Like, I don't need to serve for that. I'm just gonna play Xbox with my friends. Bullshit. Because when you do all this and you are willing to do even the little things to 110% effort, it is going to accumulate down at, at the end of the mm -hmm. road. It's the in the uh, I had a saying once that I was told, um, no progress happens in the comfort zone. Exactly. Because then you're just living content, and if you're living your life and you're content, right, you're wrong. In my opinion, yes, it's good to be content. You should be striving to be better than what you're, what you are. Hundred percent. Everybody should. And my, like, I had a quote too the other day that it was reading a case study for class, and it was crazy that okay. it came in. But it said, and the guy, it was that he was given his, uh, he won some award, given a speech, and he said, "I want to be," a, or like they're like, "What's the goal next?" And he's like, "I want to be a millionaire." And people kind of laughed at first, and then he said, "I don't want to be a millionaire in terms of money." Yeah, I want to be a millionaire in terms of impacting millions of lives. Right, and I was like, I literally stopped and was like, "Damn, like that's deep." That is, I've never deep. heard that before. Because I mean, when you think about it, that to me would make me feel better, like a yeah, pride thing. Right, I'd rather impact millions of people and be broke. Yeah, than be rich and not and not help anybody. one person out in their lives. Yeah. Exactly, and that and unfortunately, you see that a lot in the world. The people who are rich, they're not. They could do. A lot of good, and I'm not saying that they should put everything they have, every money, all their right. money into it. Like you deserve that money, you earn that money some way or another. Correct. But they don't impact people. They don't no. help as much as they probably should. No. But 
So, we'll get a few quick questions here. Um, All right. If you could go back in time, tell yourself one thing, what would it be? If I go back in time, tell myself one thing, that anything, at some point in my life, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> usually the response I get every time. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I do have a couple... I do have a couple, not regrets in my life, but things that I wish I could have or didn't do. If I had to say one thing, if I go back in time, it would be, you got to start preparing for the future now. Oh, yes, God. I wish I could go back and redo that. I'm talking about, like, mid to late high school. Like, I could go, I mean, I was I was valedictorian. And, Smart guy. Yeah, I, I try to be at times. <laughs> um, I was valedictorian, but honestly, like, I was so like high, like I'm not gonna lie. I had a bit of an ego in high school, and it was I got I got humbled when I came straight to college. But I had a bit of an ego in high school, and I was like, oh, I can worry about that tomorrow. No, because when you you're you're sleeping one more day away that you're not gonna get back that you could have been preparing for your future. Like you always talk about how, oh, as soon as you get your first full time job out of college, you're preparing for retirement. Okay, what's your skills gonna be? What are you gonna when you when you're in retirement? What are you going to look back on? Sure, you have all this money to spend, but vacations worth $1,000, memories last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. you got to start preparing for the future now. Mm-hmm. And that takes place with, I could have done a lot more stuff outside of the classroom academically. I could have done a lot more stuff outside the football field with long snapping, practicing. I let myself get away from that. There were times where I put relationships, both with girls and friends, ahead of myself, ahead of myself and my goals. Honestly, I'm going to rephrase a little bit. If I could change one thing about myself... It would be make sure you're doing something right now that you'll be proud of in 10 years. Yes. I heard uh, there's a thing I heard one time where, you know, who's they're asked, it was, I forget his name, uh, who's your hero? He said, me in t- 10 years. Yeah. It's like, that's I, the person I, I'm yeah. chasing. That's the yeah. person I'm chasing. And then you got 10 years later. Mm-hmm. All right, did you catch up? No. Yeah. Now I'm not 10 years ahead. Exactly. Like, and it's always looking, you know, because I wish I could go back. I, you know, I came in thinking I was going to be a computer science guy found out i did no research on it i didn't know anything i right. just knew there's a job opportunity i didn't know anything about it right and thought i was just gonna be able you know pick it up whatever i'll figure it out you know first semester and then i'm doing that coding class and i have a c plus in the class yeah. and i'm like wow next class i got a d and i'm like okay obviously i'm not picking up on this yeah. this was not the right choice and there's nothing i want to i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i wish i would have researched done look into it a little more and learned and prepared because then i wouldn't have I don't want to say wasted, but wasted, you know, two semesters yeah. on a degree that I wasn't going to get. Exactly. Instead, I had to change it, and now I'm a business guy, which I would have never honestly thought when no. I came into college. But it, it's crazy because, you know, I didn't prepare, and I didn't truly commit to my future. And that's that's one of those things where you got to be willing to go outside that comfort zone, man. Like, I... I, I came into college, I was a pre-med major. I wanted to be a doctor, I was heart set on I was like, you know what, I'm going to be a doctor, it'll be amazing. And then, I mean, yeah, I made the dean's list my first semester, but at the same time, I couldn't imagine spending 12 years doing that. Yeah. All those classes, that rigorous hard work, I just couldn't imagine. And it's not, people who do it, kudos to them, props, they're very intelligent, hardworking people like Jax Harville, who graduated, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm happy for him, that's awesome. He's going to change so many people's lives, and I give him all the respect in the world. That's just not something I could see myself doing. Yes. It took me taking a pointless – I was like, oh, there's no reason I should take psychology. Like, I've never taken a psychology class before. This is kind of weird. I fell in love with, like, like how the brain works, how it reacts to certain scenarios. 
It's a very in- interesting thing. It is a very interesting thing, and a lot of people... <sighs> psychology is one of those things where you can either do it and pass it with flying colors and not do anything with it, or you can use it and not only better your own mental health and your own mental wellness and um, motivation, but you can use it to learn how to motivate others. You can use it to change other people's lives. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do it because, oh, I can go to college for four years, get a psychology degree, and be set, find a, a decent job. Or you can go to, you can get a psychology degree and be like, oh, like this is why this is happening. How can I help people down the future not make the same mistakes people in the past have made? Exactly. So... What are the goals of Ben Warden going forward, and how are you committing to them? So my goals right now are I want to graduate. So I'm a first generation college student. When I went, when I when I started my first year of high, first day of high school, it's one of the goals itself going. I want to graduate from I want to graduate from a four year school on time, and I want to graduate with above a three point five GPA. I also want to be a four time Letterman in college because I'm also being the first person. To go to college, I'm also the first person to letter in varsity athletics in a, in a college at any level. Yeah. And honestly, right now I can say I'm on pace to have both those goals set, but I can't get complacent. I can't sit here and be like, oh, I'm doing the right things right now. There's nothing else to change. Again, that's bullshit. Like, there are times where even I struggle to motivate myself. I wake up on a Sunday morning and I'm like, oh, like it's Sunday. Everybody else is relaxing today. Mm-hmm. There's no reason I have to study. I feel like, too, because you live in the frat house, don't you? I do live in, yeah. I feel like that can sometimes be difficult because, you know, you're in a house with a bunch of guys. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, hey, just let's go play some video games. Let's go watch this movie or something. Like, but then, like, you almost have to be, you have to do it for yourself and be like, you know what, I got I got to do this. I got I got to study. I got to do this. And it goes back to being committed to yourself. Yes. If I want to be committed to myself, I have to be willing to tell my friends, my best friends, hey, I'm sorry, like. I really want to play video games with you guys, or I really want to watch that movie, or hang out, but I got to study for this exam. Yep. And so too many people have put time and effort into me for me to let them down. Whether I was a five-year-old in flag football, or my senior year high school history uh, teacher. Anywhere in between. Too many people have told me they believe in me, and that they think I can do great things with my life, that I can't let them down. Exactly. That's 100% true. I like that. So, I'm going to challenge you. Okay. Do a little challenge here. What's up? Because I'm doing it this month. I'm doing a 30-day challenge. All right. To, I want you to commit to something. I don't okay. care what it is. Okay. The- Pertaining to commitment or just in general? Because I can general. go way. In general? So many people today wake up, and the first thing they do is they focus on what others think of them. They, they you, you get on social media. You see who texted you this morning. You see, oh, like, how's my favorite sports team everything going on? No. Mo- nobody today wakes up and thinks about how they're going to make themselves better. You just go with the flow. You're like, oh, I got practice. I get better at practice. Bullshit. We talked about this earlier. Go outside your comfort zone. you got to be willing to do things that you would never even think of in order to know what kind of person you truly are, to know what skills you have, to know what you're not good at. Because, honestly, a great person knows what they're good and bad at. They know how to use the skills they have. And if you know you're bad at something and you tried it, kudos for you for being willing to go outside your comfort zone and doing something that, honestly, you'd probably be embarrassed with. Whether it be you're a terrible ice skater, but your girlfriend really wants you to go, or you are, you've never baked before, or you've never read this certain genre before or watched this kind of movie before. you got to be willing to go outside your comfort zone and do something that you would never imagine yourself doing now, five years or ten years down the road. In all honesty, 
Every day you wake up and go, every day you go to bed, you are one bedtime closer to going to bed forever. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to? If you really, can you go to bed at night knowing? Can you look yourself in the mirror at night and go to bed knowing that if I don't wake up tomorrow morning, I did everything I could in my life to know that I was going to be the best person I possibly could be for both myself and the ones I loved. And that's all that matters in life. That's what makes a true person, a true man, a true woman, a true character is willing to do things every day, no matter how hard they are, no matter how strenuous they are, no matter how annoying they are, you got to be willing to do something that not only makes yourself better, but makes those around you better. Yeah, and that's a, that, like looking yourself in the mirror, that's a hard question to ask yourself. It is. And, and it's not an easy, people might shrug it off, but that is not an easy answer because most of us cannot honestly say. No. We are, would be content if we died, like if we didn't wake up tomorrow, we were okay with how we lived our life. Right. Because most of us think, oh, well, I'll be better tomorrow. And that, that, that just has to remind me of this, uh, one other thing. If you're not failing, if you're not failing in life, you're not pushing yourself in life. If you're doing things that you know you're good at every day and trying to succeed because you, you're scared of failing, you're also scared of being successful. Mm-hmm. Failure is life's greatest teacher, whether it be on the field, in the classroom, in, the, in a relationship, any way whatsoever. If you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to succeed that far down the road. A hundred percent. So now we'll move on to the rapid fire. I was gonna get rid of it, but Ben Warden wanted it in the episode, oh, so we're gonna go with yeah. it. So, what kind of questions am I expecting here? Nothing crazy. Just kind of kind of funny one, goofy, uh, okay. dumb ones. Early bird or night owl? Oh, night owl. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter by far. Twitter or TikTok? Oh, Twitter. Field goal or punt? Oh man! Like, what do I prefer to snap? Yes. Oh man. Punt because it gives me the opportunity to get down the field and tackle somebody. That's I love to fair. bring the hurt. That's fair. I was gonna, that, that makes sense. Yeah. O-line or snapping? I'm better at snapping, but I like playing O-line more. Marysville or Delaware? Oh, the city? <laughs> or like, like the city itself? Yes. Oh, I love Marysville more than anything in my life, but Delaware is just such a, it's just <laughs> such a nice... It's a, I love downtown. I love the atmosphere. I'm sorry, but I got to go with Delaware on that one. And with that... That's a wrap on the 30th episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. Thank you, Ben Warden, for coming on the show. I will have, I actually have it now. All guests get one now. I just got the shipment in the other day. So now you get a Roughnecks Podcast uh, sticker. No shit. If you want a Roughnecks Podcast sticker, you can order them. Um, I am getting another shipment of them in. So be sure to purchase that on the summer launch. Uh, there will be a little deal available where if you spend a certain amount of money, you get two stickers for free. Speaking of which, I'm getting a new sticker design in next shipment, and I'm working on that as we speak. There's also a new t-shirt design and long sleeve design that will be available. I have it. I'm actually currently wearing it, but I haven't really shown it yet, And but it will be available on the summer launch. We'll have some cool things available. Like check it out on the Instagram. I gave a little sneak peek of some of the things um, at Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, at Roughnecks Pod C1 on Twitter. You can also follow my personal Twitter, Cole3Nixon10, and give the TikTok a follow. I'm posting a lot more on there, and you can see a lot of the Roughnecks merch um, on there. I post it. If you have anybody who you think should be on this show, let me know. I'm always looking to add on new and exciting guests, even. If you yourself want to be on the show, it, I, I might be able to make it happen, but you got to, depending on what you got to offer, that's why I always ask people who want to come on, what do you have to offer? If you have something to offer, which a lot of you do, tell me. 
I just want to help people. I want to touch millions of lives. Like I said, I want to be a millionaire, not in terms of money, but in terms of touching people's lives. So let's use this podcast to do that. People like Ben do a great job of this. And be sure to tune in next week as we have another Ohio Wesleyan alum football player who one is going to come back on. He's going to come on to discuss commitment. But until next week, you know the deal. Grab the bull by the horns. Take control of your life. Only you can do that. Commit to it and stick to it. Turn dreams into realities. Until next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.